The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. On today's episode of This League, we talk about the difference between being a Batman and a Robin in the NBA, why the East seems to be so suddenly stacked, and we break down why Giannis is the next James Harden. What is it about the league that makes NBA players subtweet like they're love-spurned teenagers? They're like using philosophical quotes. They're like putting music into their story that flows in to what their grievances are. Sometimes they just come out and actually say it. They just shots fired, and then the world is looking around like, what just happened? That was, that was this weekend with James Harden, folks. That was what I saw on my story when I looked into what was happening. Did you see it? Yeah, on his story? Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually did. You want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, he goes, uh, we do all this talking about uplifting the next African-American male athlete, and some of these ex-NBA players use national TV or their own <laughs> social media to do the opposite. Uh, I see it. I just stay to myself. The real never lose. My favorite part. The real never lose. My favorite, one of my favorite part is that if you were looking closely, he uh, incorrectly spelled there. I'm not a grammatical <laughs> Nazi about things, but that was funny to me. A uh, lot of polarization between some athletes about this Instagram story. Some very much agree. Some very much disagree. But I wondered to myself who he might be talking about. A few people, I think, because there were very spicy takes when Harden left Houston. Takes that I wouldn't say were inaccurate necessarily, but they were not nice. They were not friendly. Let's start with the TNT boys. Charles Barkley, hit the tape. You got the only one of those three guys who has proven to me he's not selfish Mm. and not a mean guy is, is KD. KD went to Golden State and he sacrificed. James Harden and Kyrie Irving have never shown me, like, no, I just want to win. It's aggressive. That's the most important thing. Uh, wow. Okay. So let's move on. Earlier, Shaq, I mean, that was a lot. That wasn't necessarily untrue. But listen, James Harden's had to be the man for a long time now. Shaq pointed out that Harden claimed that he did everything in his power to win in Houston, but he really did not. To say some things and keep in mind, I have G14 classifications. I don't know what things. that is. Uh, you asked for Dwight Howard, we gave him to you. Facts didn't work out. You asked for Chris Paul, we gave him to you. We asked for some, you asked for some shooters, we gave it to you. We asked for Westbrook, your homeboy from Little League, we gave him to you. It didn't work out. And when you say I gave you everything, I say no, you didn't because the last five games when it comes to elimination. You're one in four. He's bringing out stats. You've been stats. shooting 41%, 24% from three. Uh, 
32 assists, uh, 32 assists and 27 turnovers. I used to be like Yikes. James. I mean, Shaq's out here spitting stats and facts, saying what we all kind of know, which is in crunch time, James Harden was not the guy. Saying what even Kendrick hot, bad take Perkins seems to also have the presence of mind to know, which to me is very stunning. If Kendrick Perkins gets the take right, it's the take. Kevin Durant is going to be the Batman. James Harden is going to be the rival. Can Kyrie Irving handle being apples? And I don't know that. So this is an insurance These clips seem like news to you, Marty. You seem stunned. <laughs> I had not seen the uh, Shaq one. That was pretty funny. This is actually my exact opinion, too. I think Harden also knows. Truthfully, deep down in his heart, if you investigate and, and look between the lines like uh, Inspector Gadget – uh, you'll see he knows. He said it in his presser, the last presser when he was leaving Houston, and he also said more that gave me the same impression when he got to, to Brooklyn. He said in Houston, we are just not good enough. I have done all I can. The situation is unfixable. I can't do this alone, basically. You can see that because – he asked to be traded to teams that were not about to be contenders if he got there, but already projected to be contenders, folks. <laughs> I, he's like, I'm not trying to be the missing piece. I want a piece that I want to be a piece on a team that's already ready to win a chip. He also said in that Nets presser, my goal was securing my family's future. Now my entire focus is winning a ring. Basically, all of that to say. I am not Batman. I can't be the only one to do this alone to try to win a championship. I wanted to be the man because why? The man gets paid. I secured the bag. I made a shitload of money in Houston, and now it is time to move on to new goals to win a chip. I'm going to be a willing passer. I'm going to be Robin. I will defer. I will playmate. That's what he said in his presser. All things that athletes say when they get to a new team, they are the most compliant that we've ever seen them when they get to their introductory presser. They're nice to media. It's all like hearts and roses. But you know what? And I'm a skeptical fan. I am. Right. I don't believe most athletes when they say things uh, to the media. I look at their actions. And oh boy, Marty, did you <laughs> see James Harden's Actions against the Magic. Uh, I did. Uh, he played uh, pretty incredible. He almost threw up a quadruple double, sort of. I mean, he got to the line like 15 times, 12 boards, 14 assists, 4 steals. I mean, what a game. What a debut. Seemed like he was kind of ready to sacrifice. A little bit. Wonder if Charles Barkley saw that game, what he thought about that game. Harden heard them and said, oh, you, don't, you think I'm a me guy? Let me show you. Challenge accepted. My lord, 12 rebounds? Yeah. Four steals? Four steals? Let's not act, folks, like James Harden can't play some defense. No, he totally can. That rumor has been put to bed for a little while now. Is he elite? No, but I mean, uh, he was great against OKC in the bubble that series. That was really heated. He 
when he wants, can lock some fools down. He is a big body. He can move his feet. His footwork is unquestionable. It is hard, though, to be a lockdown defender when you are the focal point on offense every single possession. You need to average 50 in order for this team to be able to compete and go all the way. To be the one every night getting hit, your body in the lane, beats bruises, and then also be a lockdown defender. <laughs> are you talking yourself into being a Harden fan I by any chance? All-time pivot. Last show, <laughs> last show, I'm banging on him. Two shows ago, banging on him, and I think I'm Team Harden. The haters, the haters can say that Harden self-destructed, but me, a Team Harden person, I would like to say he self-reflected. Critics would say that he's a fat man with a strip club fetish. But first of all, let's not, let's not uh, go against anyone's hobbies. We're not hobby judging here. Second, I would say that Harden is really a man who understands the purpose of work-life balance, letting off some steam when it comes to uh, working in a very stressful work environment. And for folks who say he's fat, you know that Harden is going to play himself into game shape. He's already down like 15, po 15 pounds in like three days. Did you see him in that Nets warm-up compared to those baby blue warm-ups? He looked slim like overnight. Couldn't figure out what had happened. He's on that Kyrie cucumber juice. How did he get to this point? I don't know. How did he get to this revelation? I just know he's there. Sometimes, sometimes it takes banging your head into a wall over and over and over and over again to realize maybe I need to make some changes. Maybe things I loved aren't important to me anymore. Maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Fuck, life was pretty good when I was playing with Kevin Durant, being the sixth man coming off the bench. I was beloved in OKC. I think we should try that again. We were competing. Took him eight years? Folks, I don't care how long it took him. Better late than never. Some guys like Charles Barkley, they don't get the immutable truth. They just never quite figured out that winning as a Robin is always better. All right, there's another team that I, I had some thinking this weekend. And there's another team that's giving me MVP James Harden 2017-2018 Houston Rockets vibes. Flaming out early in the playoffs. Vibes. Freak player. MVP caliber. Maybe not able to do it without another superstar. Okay. Uh, are you talking about Giannis? The free comment made me think you're talking about Giannis. See, I dropped that breadcrumb for you. <laughs> I dropped that bread. Sue me. Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are the next iteration of the 2017-2018 Houston Rockets. MVP. Conference finals at the very ceiling. Best player making the max. Locked up for five years. The problem is that player and the fan base expect, with all of that, comes a ring. And I promise you, I would bet. People say I would bet my life savings on something. I would bet my life. I would bet <laughs> the beating heart in my fucking chest, my last breath, Giannis will not win a ring with this franchise as currently constructed. He is going to need a lot more. I will bet everything. 
And you know what I also bet on? Giannis is going to do the exact same thing that James Harden did. Ooh. He's going to get life-changing, supermax money, and get tired of losing because he can't win the way he wants to as a leader. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's uh, a whole lot there. I mean, I think their bench stinks. I mean, I, I, I think Milwaukee – yeah, no, I agree completely. I don't think they're winning a title at all right now. No shot. Did you see? Here's, here's where it all came together for me. Yeah. Did you see the Bucks play the Mavs on Friday night? I did, yeah. It was, uh, it was a wild game. <laughs> that was the most disgusting game between two potential MVPs I think I've ever seen. You got two guys leading the MVP race, and it was that? Don't even get me started on Luka not being a Batman. The way he played against the Bulls. Can't even win against the Bulls? Yeah. I mean, if Giannis shoots 50% from the foul line, they win that game. They like, did win that game. They just didn't cover that game. Right. That's why I meant to cover. Motherfuckers can't cover. I know that's not what it takes to win a ring, but you, dude, come on now. Giannis, we're assuming he can be a cornerstone of a championship team. That dude shoots one for 10 from the free throw line. That was when I knew it. That was when I said it. I tweeted it. They're never going to do it. They're, the Milwaukee Bucks are never going to win a ring. 11 games in. We are 11 games in, and they looked like molasses. <laughs> you had guys legit walking around screens. Literally walk, kidding. Someone comes up, sets the screen, and they walk around it. Just chucking up shots, chucking up bricks early on in the shot clock. What? It was disgusting. If it's hard to watch now, 11 games in, how do you think it's going to be 40 games from now? You think they're going to be more fresh, more energized, more pep in their fucking step? It's not like this team got bounced. This team went to the finals. The team got bounced early to the Heat. I don't care. Everybody's going to say, oh, Trista, they almost went to the finals two years ago. What are you saying? They were up 3 1 on the, on the Toronto Raptors, who won it all. Bitch, I don't care about the past. That was before the East was stacked, wasn't it? Now, if ifs and nuts were candies and nuts, it would be Christmas morning every day. They are not going back to the final. That was the shot that they had, and it is now over. That window, to me, is now over. The East now is a death march. You've got Miami. You've got Brooklyn. You've got the 76ers. You've got the Celtics. Goddamn, which one of those teams can Milwaukee beat? I don't <laughs> know if it's any of those. <laughs> Let's run it back in six months, see, who, see how we're feeling. And like I've said before, nothing gives me more pleasure than being right when everyone tells me I'm wrong. And it coming to fruition, and I see it, and I go, look, I told you. I told you. Dancing on their grave, insufferable. I am so annoying as a winner. I'm going to be screaming from the rooftops. And in four years, oh, baby, oh, baby, when Giannis forces himself out of Milwaukee, I promise you, you're going to hear it from me. And do you know why this is how I know it's true? Because Giannis is no Batman. He's a fucking amazing Robin. Maybe the number one Robin you could ever ask for. You put Giannis with LeBron. You put Giannis with KD. You put Giannis with Kawhi. Oh, man, they're a buzzsaw. But does he make those around him better? Like LeBron or KD consistently does, Marty? No. Uh, no. Especially in the playoffs, no. Can he put a franchise on his shoulder and drag them to greatness? 
Can he unquestionably be the man in a game seven? Hitting the final shot when everyone knows he's about to hit the final shot and actually make it? No. And that's fine with me. But I promise it's not fine with Giannis and it's not fine with ownership that just paid him an ungodly amount of money to win a ring for this little town. The world believes he's a Batman. He believes he's Batman. That's delusions of grandeur, folks. <laughs> and in fact, it is clear, abundantly clear, that there's only three Batman in the entire NBA. Braun, KD, Kawhi. Every other superstar that exists, Robin, at fucking best. Oof, um, that's quite a statement. Uh, I have to say, aren't you a pretty big Blazers fan? You're going to leave Dame out there? <sighs> It pains me. <laughs> it pains me. It does. I love Damian Lillard. I love the Portland Trailblazers. They're the whole reason that I got into into basketball to begin with. Clyde the Glide. He is going to be the best Blazer in history. Yep. He's a superstar, for sure. Can he win a series for us? Hell yeah. He can do it multiple times. I have fantasies of Dame being a Batman. I do. I think about it late at night. He's not a two-way player, Marty. He hits those series winners, but he can't carry this team to win a chip, and that's the difference. That's the fact. Man, I mean, how could you say that? <laughs> how could I say what? That there's three Batmans? <laughs> facts. You just look at these facts, cold, hard, immutable facts. Here they are. Now, take a little pencil out. This thing on. All right. Here we go. In the last 10 years, in the NBA Finals, every single Finals has had at least one team with either Braun, KD, or Kawhi playing on it. In six of those years, both of those teams had one of those three players on it. 16 out of the 20 teams that have played in the last 10 NBA Finals have had one of those players on it, either KD, Kawhi, or Braun. That's how you know, folks, how, who Batman is. There's plenty of other superstar teams. Only three Batman. Braun, nine out of the last ten finals. The Super Batman, unbelievable. On three teams, one, one time, two different times. One team, two different times. Cavs, twice. Katie, two different times. Two different teams. Kawhi, two different teams. I don't care if Katie and, and Kawhi went on to these quote-unquote stacked rosters. Houston had a stacked roster. Boston Celtics had a stacked roster. The last time that Boston Celtics were in the finals, it was 2010, and they didn't even win. So, yeah, point stands. All of that to say, all of that for this point, do you still think Giannis is Batman? Nate Dogg, nobody comes closer than close. Original, they never will be. <laughs> Let's talk a little more about LeBron James. Something that nobody is talking about. Yeah, I mean, it seems like yesterday people were joking about him having to come out of a weak East. I mean, that was always the thing about him. And uh, do you think people will say that about him coming out of the West now? I mean, of course. It's LeBron James. Are you kidding me? That, that People are actually saying with a straight face that there is an asterisk next to his championship coming out of the bubble. And that's true. There is an asterisk. It was one of the most physically mentally, emotionally taxing championships that you can say is in history other than the World War II. Mm -hmm. And this season, of course, is going to be worse because you have an entire 
season in a pandemic. But haters are going to say that LeBron James's every single ring is photoshopped. But what is not being talked about is the fact that LeBron James decided, you know what, I'm going to go west in the middle of a Golden State dynasty. How about that for week? He didn't know that KD was going to leave. He didn't know that Clay was going to get injured. Houston was still stacked. At that point, the West was stacked. And now, somehow, mysteriously, somehow people <laughs> will say that the East <laughs> is stacked. The East is fucking stacked. You've got the Celtics, you got the Heat, you got the Sixers, you got the Nets, you got the Bucks. Five out of the top seven teams probably in the East. Superstars, since, since LeBron went West, superstars have either signed big deals, got traded, left in free agency, and most of those either stayed East or went East. Kawhi Leonard was going to stay in Toronto if he couldn't get Paul George. Why do you think that is? Why do you think all of these players went East? Um, all of them went East? I mean, I could go through and probably come up with reasons for all of them, but the trend does definitely speak for itself. I mean, come on, yeah. Marty. <laughs> Mass Exodus East? Mass Exodus? The facts are this. Guys don't want to play LeBron James in the playoffs until it's the finals. That is, that's the facts. It is a lot easier inside of your heart of hearts to get to the finals and play a 36-year-old beaten-down, mangled LeBron James after he went through the gauntlet. Got to play the Clippers, get through them, who knows? Maybe you'll roll an ankle or something. Maybe we'll get lucky. Tired. Vulnerable. And the East is stacked. Filled with fucking badgers, I'd like to call them. But I would rather face a badger in a box than a fucking black bear. You might get fucked up by a badger, but you will not die. You have a chance to live. Nobody dies from a badger. No one. It won't be pretty. <laughs> you will look like, I mean, it'll be bad. But a bear? You go one round against a bear, it's a body bag. Done. Done. Cancun on three. Get your golf clubs ready. You are out. <laughs> Remember Lebronto? That was, that was how it goes. So I'll take my chances. If I'm a player, I'll take my chances out east. And it's bizarre to me, like, first take, SVP, all these little pundits. Nobody wants to talk about the mass exodus. Running from the grind, switching teams, avoiding the king. Creating full three-star teams? We have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie <laughs> Irving on one team, folks. Do you think that that happens if they don't think that's what's necessary to win a ring? And who do you think that they want to beat? Folks. <laughs> Look at the heat getting Jimmy. Celtics with Kemba Walker, Gordon Hayward. Teams assembling fucking Avenger-like firepower. Because why? Now on to something different. I was watching this YouTube, You and the Jack Boys. Yeah. And you said that you had never been blown out before. Yeah. Patriots beat the Chargers 45-0 a couple weeks ago. So the question that I have is if you're not playing in the game, does it really count? What? If you're not playing in a game and your team gets blown out, have you then never still been blown out? 
No, 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 no. We get blowed out. I'm, I'm part of that. I'm part of all that. I may not be contributing right now, but nah, that count on my L. That count as my L too, because we win together, we lose together. So now you can't ever say that anymore. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I can't say that. Like as crazy as it sounds, I can't. Like nah, we we win together, we lose together for sure. Where did uh the the name the Jack Boys originate? I think it originated, it was before I had got here, but I, I think Jaleel Dyer and a couple of the guys, Casey Hayward and a couple of the old guys that used to be here, you know, I think just taking the ball away, getting the ball, getting turnovers. Oh. And um, so I feel like if you jack something, you take it away. I feel like that's, that's, what, it, that's what a jack boy is. So Yeah, just straight jacking. Yeah, just take it away. We need the ball. So you, you're after the ball. But did anybody ever think like this sort of somewhat sounds a little sexual? Nah, I don't think, <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think, they, I don't think nobody did it like that. <laughs> what about, what about like the Legion of Jack? Nah, nah, I think because they already had the Legion of Boom, you know what I mean? So like, you can't say the Legion of Jack, that sounds like even more weird, you know what I mean? That's so Jack I think and, Jack boys. Jack and one thing from another, yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds weird. Um, I remember when we were talking pre-draft, you were like the, uh, leading the movement of the drip yeah oh yeah you know you know that you know that so man the drip you know i just wish i was out there showing my drip right now but it's coming soon 2021 man but i'm still carrying that same drip even when i'm rehabbing doing what i'm doing I keep that same swagger about myself do you think that your style is what inspired drip too hard no nah, i think them boys them boys already saying that them boys were dripping i was already saying that in Atlanta. you know them boys already saying that. I still would, I still, if I was you, I'd be like, oh, I was like a part of it. Yeah, see, you know, that'll be called something called capping. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't get out there and cap like I originated that. Like, I no. can't do that. No, especially since you played little baby, he would, he would get Yeah, on come on, that. bro. He's going to be like, how you, how you still in my style? Like, you can't, can't do that. I, uh, I remember, because we talked, I think, a couple of days before, and all the, like news or whatever had you going, I think seventh to Tampa. Yeah, seventh to, to, to Tampa, yeah. Yeah. Hour from where you grew up, right? You were a Buck yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a Buck fan growing up, but, you know, I'm happy it worked out the way it did. You know, I can't, like I said, I can't wait to get out there and make some more plays for my team. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm happy the way the cars feel, how they feel. You think they were salty that you declined their invite for a solo dolo workout? Uh, yeah, I think they kind of was upset about that. I, I think that kind of left a little bad taste in their mouth because uh, they they end up had the GM and the head coach had came to my pro day. And when they realized I wasn't working out, fully participating in my uh, pro day, I, it kind of upset them. I, I feel like it, I still feel like it. You could tell in the moment that they were a little like. Yeah, because uh, because um, in that moment I was. um. I remember at my pro day for uh, the, the gym was out there. The head coach was like, oh, man, you're not going to work out? I'm like, nah, I feel like I did enough. I feel like my taste speaks for itself. I feel like I did enough. So then I, I, I don't feel like they took that well, but hey. What's crazy is Vita Vea did not also do a private workout. Hey, they had their guy, man. They picked yeah, the they guy. Got and, yeah, got their guy. We got our guy. They got their guy. So Yeah, SoCal's yeah, where it's at, though. SoCal. Yeah, coach. for sure. For sure. For sure. I love California. Uh, why mama think you wouldn't fit in Tampa? 
my mom didn't want me there for sure because she's just my mom is just a mom like she is too close to home she she don't want people bugging me she always want me safe she always just she always just trying to be a mom look after her boy so she didn't really want me too close with all the distractions and just being able to just go home yeah no doubt way too close be able to like rip and run back to the neighborhood yeah yeah you're going back to your hometown constantly every yeah so it's it's, it's you know what i mean it's something she didn't want that's dope i thought she might have been like breaking down defensive schemes and stuff and was like oh derwin's not uh, the fit nah my mom don't care she know i play any scheme she know she know it that don't matter she know her baby gonna play any scheme you still feel like working out uh for a team individually is an unnecessary ask uh, what was that? Sorry, you kind of cut in and out. Oh, do you think it's still like an unnecessary ask for teams to ask people to uh, to work out individually? Uh, I mean, you could kind of take that both ways. You know, I, I feel like it depends on the guy. I, I, I honestly do feel like it depends on the guy. And I feel like some people feel like they have a lot to prove. And then some guys feel like they've done enough. They don't want to risk any injury or anything. So I, I feel like you could you could take that either way. Yeah, I think I saw something like, someone got really hurt in their pro day. Yeah, a couple guys, I, I know a couple guys that got hurt during pro day. I mean, but I mean, injury's kind of hard to predict. I mean, it's going to happen when it's going to happen, but I know a lot of guys that just rather not, you know, put their body through that much stress and, and strain, you know, getting so close to the time, you know, that their life can change. Yeah, especially like you've got agents who are looking out for your best interest and your best health. You put a ton of shit out on tape. It's kind of like, let me just chill. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. You also said after the draft that uh, there are guys who are fifth, sixth, seventh round guys, so it doesn't matter where you picked. Um, that's cap, right? That's big time cap. What you said? <laughs> you said it does not matter where you're picked. There's guys who are fifth, sixth, seventh rounders. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. That's cap. Oh, no. Nah. No, that's why I said, no, that's not cap. I feel like once you're here, once you're in the NFL, it don't matter where you're drafted at. You could be first round. Second round, fifth round. I mean, Tom Brady, what round was he? Antonio Brown, what round was he? Like, a lot of those guys, it don't matter what round you went. That's what I, that's what I meant on that. Sam, if you got drafted in the seventh round after you were supposed to go seven, there is no chance you would have been like, oh, it doesn't matter where I was drafted today. No, I, I do feel like it's players like, man, I went in the sixth, but I'm supposed to be a lot better. I'm supposed to win in the first, really. Uh, but then they go prove themselves like to be one of the best of all time. I feel like you see that a lot. Fam, 50% of the Pro Bowlers this year went in the first round. That's crazy. That's just them. <laughs> what was the other 50? <laughs> you also told Undefeated, my dream scenario is Casey Hayward for a, my dream scenario for a secondary. Casey Hayward, Jalen Ramsey, Landon Collins, Earl Thomas. No one could complete a pass. As of today, who would be your dream current secondary? Today, I think I'm going to rock with that same secondary, but I probably added my boy Booty Baker. He's been balling. He's been balling. Yeah, my boy Booty Baker for sure. Shout out to him. I, he, he's been represented at the safety position. I'll add him. I'll keep everybody else, but I'll probably add him. Earl Thomas is washed though a little bit. No, nah, don't don't do that. He ain't even get to play this year. He ain't get to prove himself. Now. I'm just, don't, don't I'm call just my playing. Boy. I'm just playing. I know he, you he, he not, Now, that's cap. That's big cap right there. <laughs> my boy ain't that watch. He just need an opportunity. He'll be back out there for sure. I'm just playing. <laughs> what does it mean when a safety has good hips? Uh, that means you're you're able to go from left to right, change direction because I feel like 
if you go to point A, point B at, at a fast pace, I feel like you're, you're a great DB, and that's what makes a great DB. How do you get them? Sometimes you born with them. Sometimes you gotta you gotta just work work your technique. You gotta you feel me? I your can't hips. really explain that too much. You either got it or you don't. You were born with good hips. Yeah, that, yeah, blessed with it. Blessed with it. You you rode a bike. You rode a bike with two wheels at two two years old. Is that a real? Story? Yeah, no training wheels. Uh, that's what my mom told me. I don't really remember that, but that, they told me I was wild like that. Like my grandparents and all my parents. They told me I just used to do like normal stuff that a kid shouldn't be able to do or do. There are fantastical stories out there about you written. You were hit by a car, the same car twice? Twice, yeah. The same guy hit me. And I, I think my mom, my mom was like, did he hit him again? <laughs> like my mom say, my mom said I really need to stay out of the streets, out of the road and stuff, man. She was really it like a me. small neighborhood? No, nah, it was a big neighborhood. I mean, I stayed. I stayed, it was railroad track, it was everything. You can walk, circles, it was it was everything. Fam, how is that possible? I couldn't believe it when I ride the bike, no brakes. Never ride to all the kids out there. Don't don't have no bike with no brakes on it. And don't be trying to get home before the street lights come on, rushing home, staying out late playing football. So it must have been like some parent from a rival school knew that you were gonna go to Florida State at like eight years old when you were basically (laughs) committed there. And they're like, let's take Derwin out. Nah, they nah, they didn't want to do it like that. They they actually helped me, uh, you know, go to the doctor and stuff after school. So it was cool. Uh, you and Dalvin obviously were teammates. What's your uh, favorite Dalvin Cook story or moment? Uh, it gotta be probably when we used to play on the rooftop at Florida State on the concrete. We used to go uh, where the little parking decks are for like. You know, if you're going to class, anything you need to park, we used to go all the way to the rooftop. It's like probably about 15, 20, 20 flights of stairs up. And we used to just play on top of the roof. And I remember, like, they never put me and Dalvin on the same team. It used to be me, him, Travis Rudolph, a couple of other guys. And we used, to, we used to just go up there every day and just battle. And I remember, like, those days in, in the sand pit when we would just go to the sand and just playing football. We all just used to just play football like we were playing kid, like we was kids. In Wait, you played tackle football on a roof? Yeah, we, we no, we played tackle on the roof. It was like oh. sideline bus almost, but you know, it was a good two hand tag. Like it was good. Like sometimes you may get a little extra shoulder or something, but oh. like it was it was fun. We played we played on the sand also, uh, so it was a lot of like battles that I remember for sure. We used to go at it. Playing in the sand is tough, man. Yeah, for sure. He's still fast in that sand too. You uh, called Decorious Law best running back to ever play where you grew up. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, how good do you think he would have been? Uh, like I say, man, I, I definitely, there's no doubt in my mind that he should be playing today. And I still can say that because I feel like that was one of the best athletes I've ever seen, uh, you know, with a football in his hand on defense. He, I mean, he does, he did it all, man. And, and no lie, when I when I say he one of the best athletes, he, he really was. Do you think there'll be a a possibility in any game where you'll work at where you'll play all positions of the defense in one game? Man, hopefully next year for sure, because I'm trying to play some football. So I don't care if they line me up at punter, deep nose guard, cornerback, linebacker. I'm trying to play so. I just been in the house rehabbing, so I'm, I'm really excited. So yeah. it's about to be five months in probably about two weeks. It'll be it's about five months. 
it's crazy how fast the body heals though. Like when you tear something and then you look back and you're like five, six months, it's hard in the moment. Yeah. It's like shit. Yeah, when you look up, because when I look up, I'm like, damn, I really had surgery on September 1st. I'm like, damn, it's going to be January, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like, damn, time flying, but shit, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's doing it. No doubt. Only positions you haven't played on defense are nose tackle and middle linebacker. I feel like you, mm-hmm. could, yeah, those I think you could play nose tackle, though. I, yeah, I think I can, too, for sure. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I can. I think I can. I hold my own. I'll be all right. Yeah, you're big enough. Wait, hold on. I forgot about this. Rich Eisen, you sat on Rich Eisen's couch, and the first thing he told you was how surprisingly big you were? That, yeah. Is that weird to hear that from, like, another person, like, another man's, like, <laughs> it's like the first thing is, like, wow, Derwin, you're a really big guy. <laughs> no, man. I don't think guys think about it like that. I, I wasn't going in there when he told me that I wasn't thinking like that. I just, you know, I, I ain't taking it. I don't know if I want to say I took it as a compliment. I just kind of like listened to it and just, you know, got ready for the show. You were like, I am kind of swole right now. Yeah, I had just got out of weight room like probably that day before, you know. It was probably, uh, he caught me on a good day. <laughs> I was like, this is just such a weird thing to say, but I guess like women don't do that to one another. Yeah, that's why I say like y'all probably don't even think about doing stuff like that. Like, oh, your legs look really skinny, like in person, you know? That would just never be something we do. <laughs> no, um, I so. When did you find out? Do you have a story about when you found out Jalen was coming to LA to join you? Obviously different teams, but like still same city vibes. Uh I, at first I didn't I didn't know um until my agent had told me because I was trying to get him to come to, to the charges, but mm-hmm. I, I knew it wasn't happening. Uh, so I knew once he was coming to LA, I, I was like, man, that's going to be cool just being able to be on the West Coast. You know, we had met up a couple of times out here. We did a couple of events together. So just having him out here, you know, we both, he from Tennessee, I'm from Florida, we went to Florida State. So having that connection out here, pretty cool. Yeah, that's dope. Did you, are you guys neighbors? Nah, he, he's staying a big, the big, the birds, he, you know, that's big money, hundred million. Hundred that's million what you're about to get, fam. That's what nah, that's, man, that's, nah, that, that, that's a different, it's levels. Like, you know what I mean? He, he on that level. I'm hearing five for like 105. That's nah, what I'm we, hearing. We just want to play. That's it. We that's just, it. I just want to play. You got David Mulugeta. David Mulugeta gets the, his boys chips. He's getting Buddha chips. He's getting Jalen chips. You're getting chips, Derwin. It's fine. I know you got to deal with play the game. He's going to deal with your contract, but you're going to get chips. You're going to have a big old house next to Jalen. Oh, that's all good. What, uh, why was Peyton better than Brady in Brady's prime? Uh, I think it's the other way around. Well, you, tweet, you tweeted hands down Peyton Manning, best quarterback in the NFL. Probably that year. What, what year was that? <laughs> So Peyton was balling, right? It was uh Yeah, I had to be I had to be watching Peyton. Peyton had to be in a moment, probably the Broncos game or something. It was August. Yeah, yeah. 7th. I was gonna say it had to be that year. Yeah, it but was come uh, on, man. 2013. You, you take you take a tome over uh Peyton though. Oh yeah, sure. all day. Oh yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. I probably on that day, you know, I was capping a little bit. <laughs> over capping a little bit. But you know, yeah. Peyton great too. They both great. Both of them yeah. great quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Explain this tweet, August seventh. 2013, the cold shower is the best shower. Oh, man, that's that shower after you done worked out, relaxed, 
And then you just, you ain't taking a hot shower. You just want to get your body cooled down, man. Just turn the water on cold, man. I promise best shower. Funniest moment that didn't make hard knocks? Funniest moment that didn't make hard knocks? Oh, man. When was that? Oh, oh, probably uh, when Justin Herbert got his hair cut by the strength coach. Yeah, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I said, bro, don't ever let him cut your hair again, bro. He cut your, your good locks out. I mean, just mess my man hair up, man. I went. I, I went, told John. I said, John, like, why would you do that, man? His <laughs> hair was dope too. Yeah, it, it was fire, bro. It looked good, bro. The nice curls. I was like, man, why would you do my boy hair like that, man? He had to wear the hat now. Like now, when he take now watch him, he come to the side like he put his hat straight on. He used to have his locks out, man. It's my quarterback, man. Can't do him like that. Fam, why get the strength and conditioning coach to do it in the first place? But that's what type of guy Herbert is, man. He just want to play football. He don't that, that that stuff like that doesn't even matter to him. Like he kind of laughed about it. Like he's not one of those guys, the pretty boy guys, where it's like, oh, my hair matters. He don't care. Like honestly, he didn't even care. Like to be real, I went to school at Oregon, and uh, he's from just right outside. They call where he's from Spring Tucky, Springfield. That's Spring Tucky. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he a cool late, he a cool late guy, bad guy, man. Sure. More pressure facing Keenan in the finals of a Madden tournament or throwing out the first pitch at a Dodger game. Man, that pitch for sure, man. Cause like you want to get to that mound so bad, you just don't want it to bounce, you don't want it to hop, and it, it's real fans out there. So you just trying to just prove a point that you can get the ball down there. So I say throwing that pitch for sure. What happened the first time? See, I, my first time, I thought I, I had enough strength. You know, I didn't want to overthrow and hit the goal. I seen some crazy videos before I went out there. I ain't gonna lie, I seen some crazy videos of Fifty Cent and different guys throwing the ball crazy. So I said that can't be me. So I, I wanted to get my throw right. So the second time, it, it was a little bit better. It was redemption. It was redemption. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, I think that's it. Because I was going to ask you about that Herbert haircut later, but you already got to that. Yeah, man. They, yeah, they, I was going to say, man, I, I was I was hot by that. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> all Oregon fans. Like, man, they, they looked, it looked good, man. I was hot about that, man. How early did you know he was special? Uh, The first first day I seen him. First day, first day, literally the first week, I remember going home, telling my mom, telling my dad, I'm like, man, we, we got a real quarterback, and he's going to be very nice. Because when I just seen him just – Going against the second group and just making the throws he was making, I'm like, he's not put the ball not supposed to be whistling like that. I mean, the ball was making like when he throws it, some of the throws like it makes a sound. The ball was making noise. I'm like, man, and everything was accurate. Everything was on the money. He's he's looking off the safeties. It's very rare you see a quarterback come in, especially a rookie quarterback come in, and he, he's looking off the safety. He's not staring down the receiver. I'm talking about first week, so I'm like, man, this this guy's gonna be really good. Yeah, and and he didn't have no OTAs or rookie minicamp. He just came straight in and did that. That's what's more impressive. Yeah, he balled right away. Yeah, he it's like, man, hey, you're starting. Okay, I'm gonna go play football. So it's like that's what I liked about him. I mean, he he came right in. He didn't he didn't look uh, shook or nothing. So, well, good luck. I think you guys are gonna be. I mean, if you guys have all the pieces, you're going to be able to put it together. And fuck yeah, it. for sure. We'll slide in the DMs with some questions, some real inappropriate ones we did not put in here. <laughs> so let's hit Ask Me Anythings, Marty. Okay, we've got, uh, did the Sixers get played by the Rockets in the James Harden trade talks? I mean, what do you fucking think? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, made me look pretty silly, didn't it? <laughs>
Tillman, as I would call him, Salty Frittata, obviously has a beef with Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey went and decided to get involved in some geopolitical uh, issues, costing the NBA and the Rockets a shitload of money, and then decided, I would like to poach your greatest star. And we all believe that was possible. And obviously, Tillman Furtado did not forget that, uh, that Daryl Morey did all that and that he left. Who knows? Was he fired? Did he leave on his own? Who knows? The relationship didn't end well. So he decided, I'm going to use my relationship with Daryl Morey, pretend it's all good, like Game of Thrones style. We're good. Let me try to get Ben Simmons, Matisse Steibel, <laughs> Matt Tyrese Maxey. Make it look like the Sixers were willing to give up the farm. And then the Nets gave up more. Do you think that that – they didn't even call the Sixers back. The Sixers thought that they had a deal done. <laughs> and then there was a new article that came out this weekend, and it was like Sixers thought that there was a deal done. And then the Rockets didn't call them back. And then, the, then Shams was like hardened to the Nets. Yikes. Frittata. Salty as fuck. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, we've got, uh, were we all a little too early on the Trey Young hype train? Yeah. I mean, can you blame us, though? Like, I love seeing um, electric players do things that we haven't seen in a while. I like get, watching guys get nutmegged. Yeah. Especially when they're new. A new, yeah. Yeah. You're hoping for the next best thing, the next big thing. And, you know, obviously the Luca trade with Trey, those two are now inex- inextricably linked. And then he's coming out balling. And everyone loves a bomber. Everyone loves a guy that just chucks up shots, especially when he's making them. But you know who doesn't like him? You know who's not a fan of mad bombers? Fucking John Collins. He is like, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Hey, uh, we got to make some shots here some high-quality shots here. And I think he has a point because ever since Steve Nash said that when when Trey Young was doing was not basketball, his production, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's a coincidence. But as soon as Steve Nash said what Trey Young is doing is not basketball, Trey Young fell off a cliff. He was averaging 33 points a game in his first five points, 18.3 in his next five. The crazy thing is it's at a lower percentage. He's shooting more shots at a lower percentage. Yikes. Not great. Not saying he's not a fun player, but I would say that he is an impoverished man, Steph Curry. That is fucked up to say. (laughs) I love Trey Young, but it's true. Okay, next we have uh, what has happened to the Raps. The rap tours. The I rap think he's tours. referring to. I think he's referring to the raps. What happened to yo raps? Yo MTV raps. <laughs> the Raptors actually are not as bad as you would think. Actually, I don't know. They've uh, lost only four games by five, two games by one point. So they've been competitive. Uh, it's tough losing Gasol and Ibaka. Those guys were cleaning up boards. They could do multiple things. They could play outside. They could play inside. They could switch everything. They were obviously former All-Stars, cornerstone pieces on championship teams. You lose two big men? Ibaka really hurts. Ibaka hurts. You see what Ibaka's doing now Mm -hmm. on the Clippers, and you're like, God damn, I bet the Raptors wish they had him. 
Marcusall, not as much. But the problem is also that Pascal Siakam seems to be not even a Robin. That boy is regressing. The least, pe- the less pieces he has on his team, the less he steps up. So his his season hasn't been great. I love Pascal Siakam's game, uh, but it hasn't been it hasn't been consistent. Uh, on the plus side, I would say they've got Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri, so they're elite. They're going to find new guys. They're going to develop new guys. They like to find those gritty, um, like undervalued players that are ready to compete now, like the Fred Van Vliet's, the Kyle Lowry's, guys who have chips on their shoulder. So I think they're going to be fine, just doesn't appear to be this season. I think they'll probably make the playoffs, but – they're not even close to contention. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did KD ruin his legacy? Because if he wins another chip, it's on an overly stacked team again. Why do people hate KD so much? <laughs> they hold him to a standard that only LeBron gets held to. Batman. Batman get held to the upper. That's another way that you can decide who's a Batman and who's a Robin. If you need to, if people, every time you win, people want to discount your win. Yeah. Batman. They want you to literally have just Eric Snow on your team and win it all. Where it's like Eric Snow and like Matthew Dellavedova. I'm going to go cross teams. Tristan Thompson and and like a hobbled Kevin Love. And it's like, oh yeah. Sasha Pavlovich. Yes, Sasha Pavlovich. Exactly. Shout out to Kobe. Kobe was a Batman. So, I think it's possible that if KD would not have left OKC, they could have done it. They obviously were up 3-1 to one on the Warriors. The Warriors don't have KD. KD's on OKC. I think you've got a battle for multiple years to come. But ultimately, obviously, wanted to play a different style of basketball. I, don't, I think his legacy is fine. I think it has now been proven, based on the earlier segment, that you need multiple superstars to win a ring. Have to. So, no, I think Kevin Durant's legacy is just fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, this is interesting. Uh, if you could build a team around one player right now, who would it be? It's a tw- tough question because there's a ton that goes into it. Um, is it a guy that you just want to create a team around for this year and win a ring? That's obvious. Is it a guy that is to build for the future? Some young, young, young guy? Is it a guy that you think has good leadership? If you had to create someone as a com- combination of all of those things, I, this guy flies way, way under the radar. It's Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. As your one player? Yeah. Wow. Let me say this. Hot take. Clutch. Culture builder. Leadership. I immediately choose Butler. He's 31, so he's not that old. He immediately adds 15 to 20 wins to any roster he goes on. Sure. He can put a team on his back in a game seven. He makes all of his teammates better as long as they're willing to work. Sorry, Carl Anthony Towns. Sorry, Andrew Wiggins. You were not willing to work. Immediately came into Miami and made them a contender. Miami didn't even make the playoffs two years ago. Came in, went to the finals. Yeah, you can say Bam Adebayo got, was impressive and he took another step up. You could say that Tyler Hero 
uh, was impressive as a rookie and who knew what he was going to be able to do. But you could also say that Jimmy Buckets was a part of that. And Bam Adebayo would say that, too. He has said that. They were a fucking buzzsaw on the Timberwolves. 30 wins to 47 wins. That's a 25% improvement. Miami went from a 47% win percentage to a 60% win percentage. That's 30% better as soon as he got on the roster. And they had Kendrick Kendrick G League Nunn starting. That also, that rise was also Jimmy Buckets. Obviously, I am a massive Jimmy Buckets fan. But who really can do that besides LeBron? But LeBron is 36. Yeah. KD, I guess. But he's also got coming off multiple injuries. Liz Frank, Achilles. Jimmy Buckets is a fucking Iron Man. So that's my that's my answer. Okay. All right. Uh, this one's a little more simple. Do you simple. disagree? I don't disagree at all. I mean, that run was absolutely incredible, and I, I, I bet against them, like, every single series of that. I was just, like, J- Jimmy Butler is the best team on a – as the best player on a team can't win a conference. Like, I was just adamant of that, and he proved me wrong. So, I – yeah, no, I can't disagree with you one bit there. Um, okay. Uh, who can beat the Lakers? God, you must have lost a lot of money on that. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. I did not have a good playoff. <laughs> <laughs> who can beat the Lakers? I mean, I think this is a pretty good transition, isn't it? Miami Heat. I think the problem with the Heat last playoff was that they just weren't healthy. You had Bam Adebayo coming in and out of the la- lineup. You had Dragic. He was injured. I think Jimmy Buckets. I think he was injured. I think all of those guys, w- it was like whack-a-mole. One mm-hmm. guy would come in and, and another one would go down. I think they've got sharpshooters. They've got Jimmy. They've got Pat Riley's organization. They've got, in my opinion, here's another hot take, the best head coach in the NBA in Eric Spolstra. Don't think it's close. It might be It might be close. I like Nick Nurse a lot too, but I think Spo is incredible. Spo has done it with scrubs. Yep. That Dwayne Wade Heat team, <laughs> ha, folks. I am all about this squad. I think if they can get, stay healthy, and they're already having problems, if they can stay healthy, this thing goes seven with the Lakers, and then it's like a toss-up. Gotcha. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we have, does Beal for Ben Simmons make both teams better? You know what's crazy is uh, I was thinking about Bradley. I was thinking about uh, – sorry, Simmons. let's start again. Sure. You know what's crazy is I was thinking about Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook because that trade has been circulating Beal for, for Simmons. And I think there may not be two players more comparable to one another than Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. The only <laughs> – these are guys that are freak athletes. They try hard on every possession. Yeah. They can get rebounds. They can defend. They can get out on the break and do insane things around the rim. They are complete players except for one little thing. Neither one of them can fucking shoot. The difference is – the big key difference is that Russ is happy to shoot. He's happy to chuck up 25 shots a game if he needs to. Ben Simmons will not shoot. So can you imagine – can you imagine in your heart of hearts what a team would look like with Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook on it Oof. in Washington, D.C.? I mean, that would be disgusting. That would be maybe one of the, the most difficult teams to watch in the NBA. It would make Philly for sure better. Bradley Beal, Tyrese Maxey opening up the floor for Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris getting off. Yes, for sure. 
I do not see Washington pulling the trigger on this trade whatsoever. There'd be so much dribbling. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, who can the Bulls bring in to make them a contender? I mean, this is a delusional fan that yeah. thinks that the Bulls will contend anytime soon. They don't even have one star. They don't even have half of a star. They have what? They have Zach Levine? Who? Oh, my God. If you watch very closely, Zach Levine loses the Chicago Bulls quite a bunch of games. <laughs> he's fun to watch, but he is he's not the one. Wendell Carter getting just hidden there. Who did they draft? They drafted, I, I don't even remember. Uh, Patrick his, Williams? Yes. Inexplicable. This guy's averaging like 10 points a game as, a, as the number yeah. four dra- pick in the NBA. Yeah. I do think he's something, but he's not that thing he's yet. He's something. He's not that thing yet. He's something. He is a lifelong journeyman is what Could he be. is. And no one saw it coming for a reason. <laughs> and this team and this city, no city has leaned on being a storied franchise quite like Chicago. Chicago Bears, 85 Bears, let's go. Let's play the old commercials. Let's do this. Ah, Michael Jordan. Dude, that was thir- – Michael Jordan's championship was in 98, 22 years ago. 85 Bears, 35 years ago. N- almost no one on this Bulls team even remembers, has any conception of the Bulls ever winning a ring. So I think they are a long way from being a contender. I don't know. Go get KD and Kawhi. Go see what you can do. Yeah, they'll probably be good if they do that. All right, so that's all the time that we have for the This League podcast. Please like, please rate, please subscribe. Uh, it means a ton. I think one-third of our rankings go towards subscriptions. So if you've already subscribed, do me a little favor. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Huge. Uh, please go to the Barstool st- store. We have hoodies, This League hoodies. They are NBA Jam-inspired. We have ones that are finals-inspired. We have more merch coming. We will see you Friday, a pack show. We've got NBA Nets insider Anthony Puccio spilling a little tea about what's going on with Kyrie and the Nets. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.